Yo, 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 ha ha. Yeah, you have now entered Square Circle 101. You got the man, the tight tie in the sky, and Mr. Sunnyo now with me. Now, he's not old enough to be your dad, but he's old enough to piss him off. My man, Shooter, how you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing all right, man. Not bad. Actually, I am kind of old to be something than dad. Maybe it's not a granddad. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Square Circle 101, or hit us up on Instagram at Square Circle 101. Let's talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. How you feeling today? I'm doing all right, man. It's yeah. just like, hey, I may not be dad, but I'm always somebody's daddy. If you're old enough to be a chick's dad, then you're dating the same age group as Leonardo DiCaprio. That's for sure. That's great company to keep, man. Great company. Andy good pop lock. That's what I'm talking about. How you feeling, man? You feeling good? Man, I told you I got drunk after I got off shift this morning, man. It was really, it's been a really tough day, man. I'm so exhausted and tired, like physically wise, man. It was, but I was able to go to the gym and sweat it out. So I did most, that did, that just, I spent most of my day sleeping. I'm like, not, trying I'm to get not drunk. Here. I'm just exhausted from drinking. Yeah, yeah. No, not drunk at all, no. I it's got exhausting. a good nap in, man. I'm actually past the point where I don't get, I don't get hangovers at all like but it's just like i feel it yeah i do feel it so i think there's also as you get older you realize you could when you're younger you take that one shot and you're like oh i'm not gonna make it to work i'm not gonna drive home <laughs> and then you get older you're like nope that's the shot that's gonna do it i'll pass uh-huh. or you're like yeah, i can still do it i can still go to work i can yeah. <laughs> i'm like it's not gonna be that bad <laughs> yeah that's one of those things as you get older too if you, if you when you make decisions like that it's usually women behind that decision Mm-hmm. You know what I'm always, always, always. Mm-hmm. How we winning, man? What you got for me? I was uh, watching a video. This was actually months ago where I seen this video um, about Andre Ward. I forgot who he was talking to. He was talking to like a generation of new fighters, man. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really fitting because then after the end of the speech, he was just like, "Everybody's a lion until they face another lion." Mm. And, and it's it. it's easy to be the big fish in a it's, it's easy to be the big fish in a small pond. Yep. But and then you can. It's easy to be the man. But until you expand out your reach and out of your your comfort mm-hmm. zone, then what's going to happen when you face somebody who does who has all the same characteristics as you? Yeah, jab same as you, just as fast, just as strong. Because they're out there. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're, of course they're out there, there yeah. man. That's it. and that's the and I think that's the the beauty of uh, competition and sports in general too, man. Because like somebody's out there working harder than you, mm-hmm. no matter what. And I and it and that's why I just thought it was fitting. Everybody's aligned until they face another line because it's it's a scary thing, man. I like I'm a very confident person and just like most of the stuff I do. And then it's just like, but then you have that thing, that voice in the back of your head is like, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. There's yeah. somebody out there that can match that intensity. Yeah. But what are you gonna do, man? Yeah, that's crazy. That's a good one. That's a very good quote. I like it. It's probably perfect for this fitting show. Oh, yeah. You know it's a good quote when I don't have a zinger, too. Yeah. That's when you know. But And I, and I saw that same speech, too. That's It's a great quote. I do like that. Man, Andre Ward, man. So off the top is... of your head, after you heard that quote, was there any names that popped in your head right away? <laughs> well, of course, man. You you um, you know, when Andre Ward's talking, so it's just like you're already in the mindset of boxing. But mm-hmm. anytime you hear a lion, you think you think of lions only, and you think of the chalos. <laughs> You think yeah. of the Charlos. So, yeah, the yeah. first thought popped in my head was this is back when I was freestyle battling this kid named Samson. He's good. He's good. No, no, nobody. I never thought of Samson. Just so if no, that's Samson where you was were just going. the name of this freestyle, this this rapper in Vegas. Yeah. So when I was freestyle battling, <laughs> that's the first name that popped in my head when you said that. Just because oh, he was he was oh. the, he was the dude that like everybody was kind of gunning for, and gotcha. I only had one battle with him, 
And we, we went back and forth for a minute before they were like, went to acapella, and then I kind of froze when no beat dropped. Yeah. Are you me. talking about like my personal yeah, other your line? your personal. It had to be uh, it's a friend, real close friend of the family. Um, his son, his name is Jonte. And this dude was... Hooper? A cold-blooded Hooper. Mm. Cold-blooded Hooper. Like, he had all the intangibles. He was... He was a serious threat. He got the best of me, like the the two games that we ever played against each other and stuff like that. And yeah. he was he was real solid, man. Never forgot about this full steal. Oh no, not a, yeah, <laughs> man. But uh, streets yeah. streets got to him, man. Oh man, a lot Sorry. of jail time. Yeah, that happens time, to a lot man. of the streets are real, son. The oh, bro, it'll, okay, it'll, okay, it'll catch up to you. And it's just like, and that's one of those things. It's like there's some people, a lot of people around here don't know of them, but mm -hmm. I know them. Yeah. I know. One more yeah. time, what was the quote? Everybody's a lion today, got to face another lion. Yeah, that's perfect because we're going to go right into it with uh, Zhang Zhang versus Joe Joyce. Okay. Joe Joyce, big up and comer, had a lot of hype. I was about to say big up and comer win. Or who, um, I was like, I thought you were talking about now, but no. Yeah, yeah. Before this rematch. Before yeah. this rematch, fell short. Um, he's a name that we mentioned a lot when it came to the heavyweight division, and and it's he's officially reached that like gatekeeper status. Like, yeah, and a lot like, of it, I think a lot of it is because when when we get these Brit heavyweights, mm -hmm. we don't get as much exposure to them. Yeah, so we can only go off of the U.S. heavyweights that we know of that we're more familiar with too. It's but, funny when they get when they when by the time we do get to them, it's just they they just travel in packs and numbers. It's like is this guy a champion already? Because they they have such a huge following, like they're. They love their countrymen when it comes to they anything do. they fight. So by the time by the time they begin, what is even when they are first up and coming, they all a lot of them have a fan, and, they, and that country loves yeah. uh, their fighters. They do, they do. And if they if they allowed propaganda like the U.S., their opinion would change also mm. because it's a so much influence out here. Things are different, obviously. But if there's anything I wish we had, it's definitely that here. But Joe Joyce fell short, literally on his face. Yeah, and it, one of the KTFOs of the year. I, I, I don't know why I like to watch a big man fall like that. Because it's literally like watching a tower actually come down and not be imploded, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's, I mean, it's what we grew up watching. We grew mm -hmm. up watching, if you're the heavyweight champion of the world, you're the baddest man on the planet. And that's yes. what you can. That's what you, can. you go watch a baseball game, you go to see the home runs. Yes. You go to see, you go to hoop, you go to see dunks. You yeah. Go, you see, the little, you did, chicks dig the long ball. So it's like when you're talking about... Are we talking about sports the, with that one? Yes. Okay. So when you're talking about the cream of the crop of the most popular division mm -hmm. in boxing, and you see somebody go down or whatever, you're like, that. you know there's a lot of power and there's a lot of force behind those shots. And like with anybody in that ring, everybody can go down at any instantly, second. Instantly, instantly. That's the beauty of it. Now, Zha Zhang, obviously, he must be a crisper baby because I don't think there's ever been a heavyweight world, world title contender from China. So he's most likely doesn't have a birth certificate, but a manufactured date. God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they. Well, you look at you look at their. Uh, we were talk. I was talking about this with uh, uh, with a couple of my coworkers, and and this one thing I love uh, that you've actually said multiple times on here is like you can tell how well a country's doing by how well their fighters are. Usually, yes. if their fighters are great, the country's not the doing shift. not doing yeah. well. But then if you look at all those videos of like. Uh, just gymnastics, weightlifting, mm -hmm. all those kind of stuff like that. A lot of those guys are bred to be winners, and they're like they're yeah. they are they put in like the most effort. They have like a lot of dis a lot of people from Asian descent. Actually, they're really good when it comes to 
as far as like technique mm -hmm. and then like being yes. very disciplined in their art and what they're doing too. So definitely, they definitely are. Especially some of it is I, when it comes to boxing specifically. You know that's why they they're always just in the way, smaller weight divisions typically because yeah. it's just it's natural for mm -hmm. them. Um, but they always uh, Japanese fighters. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what record it is when you know the ones coming in the ring. You have an idea what to expect. Uh huh. Kind of you know, like Mexican fighters. Exactly. They're, they're, you expect them to die on their shield mm -hmm. and bring some entertainment. He, he came in on a mission. Yeah. Is the, the the way that he approached this fight and the way that the the way that they were going from round to round because mm -hmm. what did it end in round three, four, something uh, like that? It was six or seven. Was, so it was. It what was am a, I thinking of? Anyway, he go ahead. Him. He dominated him on yeah. this one and let, and let him know it's one of those things where you, Joe Joyce should have never got their immediate rematch. You're, I don't think you're at that level, but there was also no other fights really for either one of them, so mm -hmm. it was the best fight to make. I, so. I like. I like that. Yes. I like that. It's just, it's just like, hey, there's no other fights to make. I don't have anything lined R up. Run it back. Let's, let's just do it. it let's back. get this over with. Now, it did put Zha Zhang as, I think, he's the next, he's the number one contender now. For the you WBC. have the computer today, so you can look it up That's if right. you're, you know, yeah. instead of just trying to remember everything. I know it's going to be hard for you to multitask, but like. I candy around here. But we're, yeah, on, no. we're on air. Nobody, not TV yet. <laughs> it is just, so. yeah, you definitely have a face for radio. Mm -hmm. uh, no, but. Joe I mean, you don't have to look it up. I'm just saying, like you. Well, I can accept your challenge, but sir. it's uh, I just like I said, I'm a fan of that. Like, if you don't have anything set up, in fight right no, away. No, smart. Like, it's, it's definitely where you want to go. It's not a. It's, it, there's too many semantics in boxing. Yeah. In boxing, where like when we're talking about either Terrence Crawford or any any kind of thing where you're having Politics to go back and, real, and forth. That's for sure. Uh, we got to go. There's a, quite a few Joe Joyce's. Uh, let's find what two losses. The Juggernaut. His nickname was the Juggernaut. Ooh, not anymore. 15 wins, two losses. Sha Zhang, WBO interim belt. So I am wrong. He's he's a double one contender for Usyk. He's just calling out Tyson Fury. So. Yeah. And Usyk, Daniel Dubois was in the same class as Joe Joyce. These were the guys that were kind of on. A collision course, uh -huh. and Dubois, we still think got robbed against Usyk, should be world champion. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so Strasing, we'll see what we, we'll see. We'll see what happens to this guy because we don't talk about Chinese fighters too much. The last time I think we even mentioned one, I can't I can't even remember his name, but he was the, the two time gold medalist. Can you remember his name, or you can't pronounce his name? All of the above. Okay. All of the above there. So shout out to Strasing getting that win. We'll see where you go next. I don't think you guys we, look we, up that KTFO man. It was uh, it was worse. very very punishing man. Big tree worse. fall hard on his face. Didn't catch it. Ref let him get up too before he called the fight. Well, you know, it, it's I. What do I say all the time? It's the imperfections that make it perfect. Make it perfect. It's like, hey, exactly. let's see if he still got his legs from under him. Like, nope. You always want to give the fighter a benefit of the doubt, man. They're yes. putting their they're putting their lives on the line that time. They're you're putting their records on the line, and that's what you want to see. You don't, you know, he. He fell kind of like Pacquiao face first, but you know, and Pacquiao was not moving. But he did allow him. He did allow him to get to his feet, Dude. and then it's just like, okay, you're not, you're not. Lights. I almost called nine one one when Pacquiao. Yeah. Was <laughs> That's how bad that was, though. Well, let's see, lights on, like lights on in the house, but nobody's home. So sometimes you have to see that in a boxer's face to know if you got to call it. That's correct, sir. So shout out to Zha Zhang. We'll see what happens next for you. Um, I feel like Chinese fighters, they get they get on the big screen every five, seven years before we won't hear from them again usually. So we'll see what happens if they do anything with this guy. I'm not even sure his promoter is or if I can pronounce it. But next up we're going to go about is, sometimes I like a good redemption story, 
right? Okay. How often do you see a, a top contender come back from two straight losses, big losses? It's not often, right? No. So Mario Barros versus Ugas. Okay. Ugas coming off of his loss to Errol Spence, which was justifiable. Errol Spence was just a dominant dude. His uh -huh. heart. Mario Barros came from a bad loss against Tank and a big loss against one none-time Thurman. Um, and this is a redemption here. And he came in. I don't know if what's going on with Ugas. I didn't hear anything. There was no buzz about about his training camp. Everything was fine. He has no personal indications or anything out there in the Twitter world. But he got beat down by a guy that he should have been able to outbox. Um, Father Time's undefeated, man. And we've actually been talking about this. Like, even after the Earl Spence fight, it's like you want to chalk it up to him losing just to a better fighter, man. But at the same time, man, you never know. I, I think that's the... With sports in general, I think that's one of those things. Is like LeBron, you're you're waiting for the other foot to drop, and you're you're waiting to see how long can he keep this up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, if it wasn't if Ugas wasn't a Cuban fighter, I think he would have been out of there a long time ago. And I, I honestly don't think it's anything more than just him being an older fighter, and it's almost time for him to hang it up. Yeah, because he got he got molly whopped out there, and then you saw bad. it was one of these. That's another one, right? During that fight, I got all I did was get text messages, uh -huh. like, "Why aren't they stopping this fight?" Yeah, like it was crazy. You give them the benefit. You get you. You're trying to give this fighter the he's benefit of the doubt, and then Ugas, he he's just he, you run into some people that you just couldn't do nothing about, and it's and it's and it's an age thing. There's mm -hmm. there. I remember the first time where uh, there's I see this kid out there and we're guarding him and he's dribbling. And I'm just like. I'm not touching that. I'm not going out there. And I think that's where Ugas was. I think he just saw a fighter who was younger. Uh, and the thing is, he, he, he was younger than him, but then just had more zeal, more, more lust for the, for the fight. Well, there's a part of it, too. He, he could still be riding that Manny Pacquiao high off of beating him. Yeah. Maybe just put a little less effort into it because I knew, I had, I knew the style matchup was going to be Pacquiao, if anything. But this is also... Uh, so he is officially suspended by Nevada... Athletic Commission until March 29th, 2024. It, there's no link, link to click here, but that's the first thing that pops up on Boxer. So a lot of those, a lot of the times that'll happen, uh, which I'm finding out with, uh, actually this is something new, which we got to research into it. After a fighter has a fight, it'll sometimes pop up that they have to do it. I guess it's a, a period for anti-doping or whatever that mm. they're checking up on there. Cause like, if you look up, like if you look up, uh, like Jamal, Jamel Charlo, same or something thing. like that. It, it'll, I think it, I think it'll have the same thing on there. They might also do it if they get beat up really bad to make sure they don't fight again. Jamel Charlo, because I was reading something about that. Like I wasn't one hundred percent sure about the actual semantics of that, hmm. but I think, uh, I think after they fight, it's uh, something that holds that they hold out for. Or something like, is it okay. on there? It's not on Jermel, but we'll, I'll look into it. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll so. figure it out there. But Ugas, man, 37 years old. Uh-huh. <sighs> Near he's, he's, how many how many boxers are still actually making a great living at 37 years old? Great living. Um two. Not just yeah, not just a living. Two. So yeah. Yeah. There's not not, not Crawford, too many. That's really about and Canelo's not even 37 yet. Yeah. So yeah, that's really it, because yeah, that's pretty much it on that one. Because mm -hmm. and it, it's it's always different for I always feel like a man's prime is thirty five. 
because this is where you've had enough experience oh, yeah. and you know your body well enough to where you can you know what you can and can't oh, do. Oh, exactly. And then the thing is you go always um, always make the reference between 80s and 90s mm. Jordan. 80s Jordan was way more exciting to watch. Versus but 90s Jordan, he really came in and grew into himself and he knew it. He was like, look, I ain't gotta do I ain't gotta jump out the gym. I ain't gotta run. I ain't mm-hmm. gotta hey, come down to this block work. Come down to this block and get this work. That's it. Fade away here, live in a 15-foot area, jump shot area. It's like he didn't have to dunk on everybody. It was nope. just real smooth and methodical. And man. My favorite Jordan story too is when I, I can't remember the, the young kid is right after he retires, the Jordan was here. I would oh, he yeah. rolled up on him. Yeah. And just and then he came. <laughs> he there's so him. I watched it. <clears throat> There's so many stories like that too, man. And it's just, I know when I was younger, when I hooped, I only had a problem with people who were older than me because mm. they just knew how to play. It's, yeah. it's, it's easy to beat somebody with just skill and talent and that's all they have going for you. But somebody who's, it's just, I've seen this before, so I know how, I know how you're going to move. I know it, it, there's nothing new under the sun. So mm. it's easier to prepare for somebody like that. That is true. So Mario Barros with a big win over Ugas because this is one of the things I where a lot of people well, so he's suspended also, so you're onto something with this. Yeah. Um yeah, but uh, he's a guy that this was a fight where promoters, they want to see what they got left. You yeah. can take this guy who lost, mm-hmm. he's coming off of two losses. Yep. Somebody's probably gonna get cut from the team. Well, I mean, Ugas is still a name. He's, he's got he's, he's got he's got an immaculate resume. He's fought in really big fights too, so is this might be actually better to say. This was a the, the, to determine who becomes the next gatekeeper. Yeah. If, if anything, because mm-hmm. they're definitely both worth keeping on the roster to oh, market. Yeah. But um, but one of them will will be there fighting the guy who's next up and comer, Mario Barros. That was a WBC interim world title for a hundred and forty seven pounds, by the way, mm-hmm. and that, that that means much. But that's what it was. That's for sure. Ooh, you know what I love uh, about boxing mm-hmm. is when you look at a fight card, there's a certain theme, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, Eastern European, whether it's all Mexican, whether it's all black people, whether yeah. it's, you know, or anything like that. This was straight black versus Mexican. This was the best fight card Canelo's, Canelo's ever been on. Yeah. Probably. Like, no, he's from top to bottom. Yeah. Top to bottom. No, because Hands usually, down. usually it's a whole bunch of no names or it's a whole... I think he may have had Ryan Garcia on one of them or something like. Uh, well, uh, even on him, maybe. No, I know they. I know he's had like one or two fights where he's like, okay, this is good. But usually Canelo's fight cards are trash. Yeah, it's horrible. This was the first time horrible. it was like, oh, okay, now you you have some go- good fights on there. It's funny because the first fight was the only one that had the two Mexicans on it. Mario Barros is Native American, but still same thing. Yeah, same and, thing. And, same thing, because Ugas being Cuban, but just from the eye, yeah. bird's eye view, you're oh, looking. Yeah. Okay, I see what this oh, is about yeah. here. You know, and then even that, Erickson Lubin versus Jesus Ramos, uh-huh. this we're, which we're about to talk about <laughs> right now. So Mario Barros, shout out to him. We'll see what happens. Um, when I see these five-star ratings on BoxRec, I'm pretty sure it's like Wikipedia. He probably gave it to himself. <laughs> but Mario Barros, we'll see what happens next. He's, he's in a good position where he's going to get a good fight for sure. But what will he do with it? Now, let's talk about the, the hammer. It was the only fight on the card. I did. I got to see the highlights. Okay. Not impressed with his performance. Nope. And got a unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. I've, this is the first time I've ever gotten so many text messages from friends that I didn't even think were watching boxing this yeah. night. Talking about how he how it was a straight robbery. Not even close fight, not controversial, straight 
felony charge. You know how when we watched the Triple G, the Canelo Triple G, the second fight, yeah. we watched the second fight, and then when they said, when they were reading out the scorecards, and then it was a split decision, like before they even said the name, I was like, just the way that they read it and the numbers, the way the, the what rounds were run, it was just like, oh, Canelo got that. Canelo mm -hmm. got that split decision. When they said unanimous decision, I thought uh, Ramos won. Mm -hmm. I thought Ramos won. But when it went the other way, the only thing that I could equate it to is it wasn't as bad, but when Pacquiao lost to Timothy Bradley the first time, I walked out like I walked out because I was just like, because I had somewhere to be, and I was like, hey, you guys, good fight. All right, bye. Pacquiao won. All right, I'm done. And then I, I'm one foot in my car. Then I hear the new. I was like, how did Tim Bradley win? Yeah. And then I go into Twitter and I see Clarissa Shields talking about, what are you talking about, robbery? He won that fight. He bought, he outboxed him. I was like, I look, I try not to I try not to judge some fighters. I I, I don't know what I've I know there's a just, lot of I know there's a lot of heavy bias between fighters and who they go for, mm -hmm. but nah, I didn't have Erickson Lubin winning that fight. I've tried so many times to justify that first Timothy Bradley win. I want <laughs> and I watched that fight with Because that's your man. You that's like Timothy. Man. You like he's, Timothy he's Bradley. He's one of my top five fighters of all time. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, I would. He's one of the few guys I would. I might get shook if I bet him. Yeah, because I've I followed his whole career, uh -huh. and and I've tried to justify that fight so many times. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. To, it, you can't. You can't really. You can't. But this one here, just off of the highlights alone, too. Even if you tried to clip that highlights reel yeah. to make it look like he won, uh -huh. it would be like a, I can't. a minute it's long. Like, I, can't. It's like, I was like, I can't. I can't do it. You can't. Just like you said, you try to force the win on Timothy Bradley and you couldn't do it. I didn't I, I didn't watch the fight twice, but just on the eye test. And I guess if I looked at it closely, I could maybe try to make an argument for it if I scored round by round. But yeah. strictly going off the eye test, nah. I thought I thought uh Well, even Ramos looking at the scorecards, yeah. they were all over the place. Yeah. They weren't even close with each other. No. One was 117, 111, 114, 112, yeah. and like I, don't, I feel like nobody watched the fight. Yeah. I don't think anybody if it did. Was, if it was 114, 112, 113, 115, like those around there, then I could be like, all right, yeah, maybe you never But just like the wider margin of 117, 111, I'm like, no, bro. That what what fight were you watching? And exactly. then when he talks about it afterwards, he's like, yeah, I won. I you know I stuck to my plan. I'm like, you had a plan? Yeah. This looked like you were out there trying to survive a little bit, bro. But you know. It is what it is, man. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't think he's really The fans had it 116, 112. Okay. One judge was 117, 111. The other one was 116, 112, 115, 113. Yeah. So only one judge had this a close fight. Yeah. That's crazy to me. It, 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 it's and that's the only way that it can. Now if they would have said a draw, I'd have been like, all, all right, okay, I can live with a draw. But just a unanimous decision to go Erickson Lubin's way, nah. And, and this Erickson is, Lubin is the guy that I picked to beat Jermel Charlo, which he ended up getting slept in the I, second I, round. I knew he'd get knocked out, but I did not think in 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was <laughs> the best story was for my dad, because he was a Lubin guy, and he said, man, I, I, I wanted I, to be a Lubin guy. He said he just made his sandwich, and he sat down and turned, looked up, and <laughs> fights over already. He said he didn't even get that with Tyson fights. Yeah. He would uh, tell his buddies to come over, and he'd say, get here early, the fight's over. And people would walk in all the time, fight's yeah. over. He said, but he had his sandwich ready. Yeah. And he, he looks up, fight's over. Like, 
I don't know if he was more upset about baking the sandwich and not eating it during the fight or the fight itself. I thought that took a little steam and a little fire out of his eyes too because he, he hasn't been really knocking people out like yeah. he did well, right he had, before. He had there. a big fight against the dude Sebastian Fedora. Yeah. That, that was a big, brutal fight that he lost. Mm -hmm. um, and coming off of that and getting this opportunity as a co-main event is big too. Yeah, it is, so, man. So it's, I'm glad to see that he's back in the fold and uh, getting the publicity. Hey, Sometimes you take you got to take the L's when you get them and definitely take the W's too. Yeah. And there's nothing you can really do. People like to appeal stuff, but I don't know why. Now let's get into the main event of this fight, though. Yeah. Uh, my man Canelo. Uh -huh. Now, this was a fight. Up until the day of the fight, I really... I had to, This is one where I had to talk myself out of putting money on Jamel Charlo because I'm a, I'm, I, he's a guy that I picked. I have, I have a high respect for and high expectations. Um, you, wait. For who? Jamel Charlo. When did that start? When I said he was going to be a top five pound for pound rock fighter. You did say that. Yes. You just mentioned the Charlos like that. Well, it's, it's, it's the Adrian Boner thing. Yeah. I, you know, I hate him because I love him. But Boner is a different kind of love. Got you. But, Got you. But Jamel, I just, I, I didn't expect him to look as big in the first face off. Uh-huh. Now. The oh, so, so, so the, Let's so talk just, about the lo just looking at the size, huh? That's what gets you? I, it, it looked bigger up close. Right. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, it's, like a, it's like a white girl the first size with a black dude. Bigger than I thought. Right? Bigger than I expected at first. But uh, so because I, that's the talk about it. It was like it was like Canelo's too big, and then you see him, and it's just like, nah, he's not too big. Jamel has the size for that. The best quote I heard going into it was that the reason why Ch Ch uh, Canelo would dominate is because Charlo has always been a, a big fighter fighting small versus Canelo, who's a small fighter who's fighting big. Yeah. And that's exactly what we saw. As far as for the, maybe the overall Canelo's performance, but the Jamel Charlo we saw in that ring is somebody different. I. What do you think happened to him? I told, I text one of my boys and I st I still got the text messages funny and he because he asked me about the fight. I said Jamel's gonna run. Really? I said he's gonna get on his bike. I said I said I honestly felt like he's gonna get on his bike and run around the whole thing. And from the opening bell, that's what he tried to do. He tried to survive, man. And I think it was. It's it's one of those things. So, what did what did uh, Terence Crawford's uh, trainer say about him? One of the worst things that you guys could have let him do was grow into this division. Mm -hmm. Dramel didn't do that. He just went up two weight classes. So that strength, that power. This is your first time fighting in this division, and you don't have the luxury of yes. getting used to that. Canelo's been all over the place and all that kind of thing. So Fighting he was so so yeah. he would so he he was used to that. There is nothing new. Like no matter how much power Jamel had or how much boxing IQ, that weight advantage. You've seen it. We've seen it with Roy Jones when he went up to heavyweight and then came back down. We've seen it with so many people who Destroy who's him. tried to jump. Yeah. Even with Andre Ward, like we we've seen sometimes. Uh, you know, maybe the power doesn't always transfer. Doesn't carry, mm -hmm. and then. I think that was to a disadvantage on Jamel's part. Uh, regardless, even if he grew in the, if he even if he did have a fight or two in that division, it was still going to be the same outcome. Canelo, same Canelo, Canelo was going to dominate him, but I, I don't think I don't there think was he, anything he could do to win that fight. That fashion, I th my first thought was that he got shook. He couldn't handle the bright lights. The stage was too big, bigger than he expected it to be. Mm -hmm. um, but then I then after looking into it, there's only one thing. The biggest difference for Jamel Charlo. And I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the fight. In this training camp, this is the first training camp without his twin brother. So going into it, I guess he didn't want any distractions or something. And I still think he took the fight to save face for his family name. Probably. Because Jamal was not mentally in a place to fight. Who's supposed to fight Jose Benavides Jr., who would be jumping up to weight classes. 
But that was my first instinct. But okay. then when I started looking into that aspect of it, twin brothers, they've been in each other's fight camp every fight for the last 15, 20 years, right? Yeah. Ever since they were ch children. And this is the first time it happened. And then the one time he does see his brother during this whole process, he pops in right before the fight. Yeah. And who knows what crazy stuff he said off the top of his head. Whatever's going on, whether it's baby mama drama or just delusional thoughts or anything with them. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, I like how you just even jump into conclusions thinking it would happen. Well, I know he's got baby like, mama issues, but. So <laughs> it, it, it's, I, I can't even blame it on him and not having his brother in a training camp. We, de we definitely saw a different Jermel Charlo all the way up into this fight mm -hmm. for the simple fact that he's used, this is the most respectful he's been to any other fighter ever. Is, so when respectful? You, yeah. Or just respectful or just couldn't, just got shook? Uh, either or. Oh, the yeah. thing is, yeah, because like you say, you say, because yeah. you say he has, you know, he's been Showed the bigger, the bigger, yeah. the bigger fighter, smart and fighting smaller yeah, guys. Right. So it's just like, okay, I can't do, I'm, this is, is Canelo. It's not going to yeah. be the same. It's not going to be the same type of fighter. And do you want to give somebody that much, mm -hmm. that much ammo to yeah, sit yeah. there and be like, hey, I was running my mouth and yeah. he could molly walk me, but he went in there respected and he was, yeah, much. he respected, he respected him overall, not even just his power, just like overall, mm -hmm. like, and, and we, we've said it before. They have knockout power, but you lost to Tony Harrison. You got yeah. outboxed by Tony Harrison. He doesn't. He didn't have enough tools to even fight with Canelo. Yeah, and that's he, and he that had, is he had the tools. He had the tools. He has the skill set. He has the tools. He has everything. I mean, it's, he has a, he has he's a, a world jab, class fighter, he so he has everything. He has there a jab, to a but he had fighter, but, but he has power, but he doesn't he didn't have. Bring it with him, but he's not sure. he's not triple G power where he's going to knock. Canelo's not getting knocked out by anybody. No, not at all. So not at all. He doesn't have the tools, and he's not going. He's not a better boxer, so he doesn't have the tools. Nah, I, he, he does. He he has tools compared to certain fighters, but not. To, he doesn't have the tools to beat Canelo. Not that day. Not that day. Because not any day. If he if he fought like Bernard Hopkins, which he can do, he could. He could definitely could have. No, he could. But not that day. Well, no, not any the, day. The I way that you're, you're he right fought. That. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, why are you trying to debate me on this? He I, he's uh, he did, to give he didn't look good. Doubt, but yeah, you're right. It's, he he it's could he couldn't he couldn't he just didn't have it and I. Um, who knows what's going on? I, I, I believe you as far as the saving face, and also I believe that it's a great payday. You yes. know, you, you know, only so How many do you people. Not, they, I would have took the money. I well, would have took the fight. Because Canelo yeah. got paid, what did I see, $50 million at least for that fight? Guaranteed, got yeah. Paid, yeah, $50 million guaranteed. So you're looking at the highest payday of your career. To take a loss, you'll be all right. And then we've discussed this on many fighters on many different occasions. You lost to Canelo Alvarez. All right, that's not a bad loss to lose into the it's, face of boxing, and you're going to get a high payday. Yes, you'll be all right. You'll, you'll be live, okay. You'll, you'll, you'll we'll live still, with that. We'll still give you stuff about the Tony Harrison loss, but yeah, the Canelo oh, yeah. one will just gloss over. Yeah, yeah, you're good. So, yeah. um, go, what do you have to say? Because I don't want to leave this. There's well, a couple things I want to ask. Well, what's next for Canelo now? Because at first it's supposed to be Jamal Charlo, but after the way you just dominated here, I, th I think Charlo's completely off the table. So, we, I'm looking this as. The same way we did Floyd, same way we did Kobe. I think this is a victory lap for Canelo. Yeah, it I, turned, I, I think turned into had, one. Yeah, well, just the whole thing is just like he's just picking and choosing his fighters, which I will give him grace and allow to do. Dude, bro, you've you've earned it. You've got so many fights under your belts. You've earned it. So it's just like we're just waiting for you to get out the way and stop holding, stop holding all the cards, man. You're yeah. you're holding up boxing the same way Floyd did. It's just like because everybody wants that cash cow, everybody wants that prize. He's like, I want to fight him. I want to get paid at the same time. So, well, Floyd's I, I, never been undisputed, but yes, you're right. Yeah, 
So I, I'm just waiting. Like whoever he fights is going to be a well calculated move. I really don't care. I'm going to watch. Well, the good I just news is that to we know who he has to choose from because it's going to be a PBC fighter. So it's going to be someone in the 160 pound division. We'd have to look into it at the list of fighters who they have, but we could narrow it down if we really tried. Maybe that's something that we would have to say for uh, another day, obviously. Okay. But Jamel, uh, I need you to rank Canelo's performance. Was this a sparring session? Um, a great sparring section, or just what do you think? Was it? It was. He beat him with. I would give. I would give him. I would give him an A. Because he dominated. He dominated in a great in a great fashion. He didn't get the knockout, but I don't even think that's what he's going for. But like, uh, it kind of reminded me how what was it what was his name John Ryder? Yeah. When he 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 did everything but black, beat his arms, <laughs> but beat his arms yeah. the same way he did John Ryder. Like that's that's a I. I I greatest performance is an A because of one of how he looked, how he performed. Mm -hmm. He w he went after him. He cut off the ring a lot, which I liked. Really good. And then Dramel was doing a lot of holding, man. He he did. He was scared. I love the. Uh, I remember the first. Remember the first time we saw Canelo. I think I want to say it was against uh, Chavez Senior, mm -hmm. Chavez Junior, yeah. when he didn't sit in the corner, mm -hmm. like on his on his uh, in between rounds. Yeah. So I love the intimidation factor that he came on. He showmanship. Uh, Canelo went back to being the original Canelo that we all uh, that we all fell in love with. One thing I did notice with him is when he, he did get surgery because he had like a small fracture in his wrist or something. Mm -hmm. It definitely looked like he had more power behind him. Yeah. Definitely looked like he was hitting harder mm -hmm. than than we've seen in the past. Yeah. So I, I give him. A definitely A plus for that one. And then also at the same time, when you have somebody who's who gets in there and tries to survive, it's a little bit harder to knock those guys out. Yes, it is harder because we know they, they on the they on the they, bike they, right they, away. They, they on the bike. It's just like they're not going to do anything that's going to. Um, who was it? Who did? Is it? Is it was it Benavidez who Terrence Crawford knocked out at the very end? Uh, Benavidez Jr., Jose, uh, yeah, he knocked yeah, out like the 11th so, round or something. The last round. It was yeah. the last round. It was right, right. But it was because he was fighting scared, not scared, but he was fighting very conservative the whole mm -hmm. fight. And then it was just like, I'm down on the scorecards. I need to open, open it, it up. up. That allows Bad yourself idea. to get knocked That allows yourself to get knocked out. And I Bad think that's what Jermel tried to uh, stray away from. Yeah, I saw Canelo on The Breakfast Club. I'm The only time I okay. watch The Breakfast Club is, is, well, the main reason why I watch it is because sometimes the questions they ask are interesting to me because... I know that Charlemagne knows really nothing about boxing when he thinks uh, he does. None of them do, because, um, yeah. But that's why I like the questions they ask, because of curiosity, just to see their perspective, and also to see how fighters react. One thing with Canelo's English gotten a lot better. I do like that that's aspect. That's marketing, it. baby. Hey, That's it, marketing. It's like, you want to appear to more fans and not just the Mexican fans. You want to open up that bank account. You're getting... Look, when you get older in life, like you, yes. you start worried about, all right, how am I, how do I secure my future? Because it's like you realize your more own mortality is like, how do I keep making and generating money? So it's just like, oh, I got to pair the the audience or whatever. Because who wouldn't want to watch Canelo on first take or anything like that to right. sit there and really get to work? So yeah, he's gonna have to learn English. Well, I'm 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 liking that he is because I'm I'm can't wait to see him in clip format when he does Mike Tyson's podcast one day because Mike Tyson's podcast. Is great in clip format. There's a yeah. lot of lull moments where you have yeah. to get to it, and until it's chopped up, you, you might never see it. Yeah. So that's one of those things I, I really would like to see with Canelo, just because um, it's he's a guy that does, he definitely deserves a documentary when he gets done with boxing, just because of his whole story. Oh yeah. They well, everybody's got a story, of course. That's gonna be the next big app for you, buddy. I'll let them steal it right now. Is you're gonna take all your photos and everything, and it's gonna turn it into the documentary format. <laughs> I, I think I believe they have that. It's called Memories mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff like that they got on Facebook. 
Uh, a couple things that I, I did have a question when it comes to these things. Mm -hmm. What do you think about Jamal Charlo taking pictures with Terrence Crawford before the fight? Did you see that? Yeah. That's just more evidence is that, that he's weird? never going to fight again. It is weird. Because you were hyping up your brother when they were talking smack. And I, there's a respect part of it that I get. As far as for if you guys happen to meet up and people are like, hey, can we get a picture together? But at the same time, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Because one of the coolest things I liked about Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford was when they were had that one interaction. He was like, yo, can I get a picture of us together? He said, no. Yeah. Errol Spence straight said, no. You cannot get one of us yeah. together. No. And that's and I respected him even more for that one. Yeah. But the, for him to want a picture with Terrence Crawford the way it was, that just shows that he's becoming more less of a boxer, more of a fan. Yeah. And and and. I'll, I'll be surprised if he even fights Jose Benavidez Jr., which I guess is supposed to be scheduled. But you're not. I'm not seeing no promotions or any talks about it. Well, no a lot. Of, uh, there's been a lot of information just coming out. Period with a whole bunch of suspected fights mm -hmm. and in talks of, and it's fun to wish. I mean, but we do it out all the time. We do that we all do, the time ourselves. We just hit, yeah. you know the fantasy matchup. It's exactly. like hopefully they even talks, but you know nothing comes to fruition. And it, we'll we'll see. It. We'll really talk about it we'll once see. it gets there. We'll but see what happens. I that's, just. I don't know. I can't say that. I don't. Right now, I would think Jamal Charlo is not going to have a happy ending to that story. So we'll see <coughs> what happens with him and his boxing career because he's on track to not even be talked about in the next year or two. I looked at because it's been a long time since he's fought. But I look at one. I look at stuff like that where you hear there's some NBA or some hoopers are like, "Hey, I don't like training with other people because it makes me lose my edge. I'm trying not to like these people and all that." And when you when that. you when you look at something like that, like you're taking pictures with a guy that you know you and your brother have beef with, or you're you're yeah. chopping it up, your Texas boys, you know he just beat up one of your boys real bad. And it shows it's just like it's like I say about the East Side sometimes. I'll be like, you know what? I haven't been on a good shooting in a while. Are, are we getting soft out here? Is <laughs> it like, like you know, drive by or yeah, any of that kind of <laughs> stuff like that? It's just like it's like are we getting soft out here? So when I see those kind of things, it's just like. <laughs> because you kind of need those things to keep your edge, whatever, man. You got to kind of have that animosity in there to just be like, hey, oh, that's, that's that dude right there I got to go at. Jamal so that Charlo last fought June 19, 2021. Right after COVID. Right after. Right after. It, it was probably one of the few fight, one of the last fights that had a small audience or no audience at that time. Um, so we will, we will not be mentioning his name at this rate. This time next year, he will not even be a thought. We will not be mentioning his name at all. We'll, you're, you're, we'll probably mention Jamel, but if we do, we're going to be talking. He'll be in the same category as Adrian Boner. Okay. And uh, one of the other things, what do you think about? Oh, they use his mugshot on BoxRec. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then after the fight, you know, I always say one of my favorite thing about, you know, boxing is like they interview the winner first yeah. and then you got to sit there and take it. So they asked him. They asked him what is up next. They asked Jamel what's up next. Going back to 154. Yep. Uh, he said he wants Terrence. Terrence had the best thing about that. Did you, you saw it? I see. I you did. did. He said, yeah, not even on his radar anymore. He said the way you went in there and got dog walked, the way you ran in there, he was like, he's like, you're not even. He's like, you're not even on the menu no more. That's crazy. What do you think about that? I think I think, I think Terrence is lying. I think if he has the opportunity to fight him, I think um, he would. I think. I think he would, 100%. Um, but also, Tim Tzu now is about to fight this weekend for a vacant, the vacant, a vacant belt, or, or the belt that got stripped from Jamel Charlo, WBO belt. So, but we're going to talk about that fight in a minute. So, I don't know which one will have more money behind it, 
because it would be easier for him to negotiate to negotiate a fight with Bob Arum in top rank than it would be to f negotiate with the PBC again because he had enough trouble negotiating a fight with them and Errol Spence. So I think he would, I, I think his next fight at 154 would probably be Tim Tzu. Now I'm also a proponent for a guy if you if you're undisputed, there's nothing left for you in this division unless unless you just have a grudge bite, grudge match. You have to settle. That's There's all no this reason. is now. Yeah. That's all this is. It's a grudge match from now. So it's just like, but then you do it just like Earl Spence. You're uh you're basically undisputed in that division. You have to fight. Like I know, fight. I know, yeah. I know, I know Earl Spence there. needed that one belt, but it's just like, but oh, if no. Terrence Crawford is moving up and he wants to fight you, why vacate and leave? That just shows that you're running again. Yeah. And don't I, and I don't like I, I, I will respect a fighter for going. Hey, man, we'll go back to the drawing board. We'll see what's next. I don't know who's next. I respect that. Don't call out the fighters that you want unless you're going to be actively pursuing that fight. I don't think Jamel's going to be actively pursuing that fight. I just don't see it. I don't know. I, I, it's funny. I, it's, it's a great quote by Terrence, and it's exactly what Terrence, the, the kind of stuff you expect to hear from Terrence Crawford. Yeah. And, he, and he, the way he put it was even better. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see what happens with that fight next. Now, one of the things when I did bring up the... The Breakfast Club, but mainly it was because they asked Canelo about that fight with Terrence Crawford. Yeah. And, and he, he straight quoted Terrence Crawford on this one. He said, look, he said, he, he, well, I won't, I won't impersonate his accent, but he said. He, he <laughs> Please said, don't. He just said, I'm going to do, he, he said, I'm just going to quote exactly what Terrence Crawford said when they mentioned about Tank fighting him. He it's said, why lose, would lose. I do, it's a lose-lose. Why would I fight the smaller guy Correct. when you're just going to say this? Yep. And no. that was his exact yeah. response. Yeah. Conversation was over at that point about mentioning Terrence Crawford. I get it. And I think that's a crazy idea, too, to jump up three divisions to try to fight Canelo. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, uh, first time I got I'll, lost to fight, I, I talked, I was five foot five trying to fight a six foot dude. So, you live and learn, obviously. They, yep. They all, they all have a, a huge ego, man. They're, they're based in fighting. So, it's a man's only weakness. Yep. Man's only weakness. If you want to hurt a man's feelings, you attack his ego. So, Shout out to Charlo, not not sorry. Shout out to Canelo for the win. Yeah. Jamel Charlo, I, I'm my opinion about him is kind of reserved for the moment. Um, did not live up to expectation, that's for sure. Now let's talk about this Lee Wood Warrington versus Josh Warrington fight. Okay, got I, be able to cut that, cut, catch the highlights of that. Yes, and, and it's mainly because I my issue with the zone is their price hikes. Either they predicted inflation mm -hmm. better than anybody else. Or they just don't like fans. That's all. Because maybe they owe money for having like uh, such a good for such a good pricing in the beginning of that. <laughs> yeah. So we had Josh Warrington. Uh, from what we watched, we had him ahead winning majority of the winning this fight. Winning and then much uh, the Lee Wood knocked KOs him towards the end. Yes, he he dropped him hard, and he dropped him so hard that Josh Warrington got up. And thought he lost the fight already, went straight to his corner. Uh -huh. Like, and the corner was up, and he was yeah. out. So they stopped it already. That very exciting fight. Lee Wood what brings you, nothing but great fights. What do you think about that whole thing? What do you mean? The concept of somebody winning the whole fight, then getting knocked out. It's what makes boxing as good as uh, it is. But like, what do you what do you think about it? Is as far as a rematch or? Mm -hmm. Or or just competitive or like who who actually like do you feel like here let me give it let me give an example because like even though we predict some of these things and they just they turn out to be right um you know Tank Leo Santa Cruz uh 
Amir Khan, Canelo, mm-hmm. uh, Chavez, Meldrick Taylor. Yeah. So Just, it's like these guys are winning majority of the fight until they get knocked out or you know tko'd at the very end so it's just like how, how do you weigh that does it we, we just we just talked about um dubois and uh Usyk, mm-hmm. you know so like even though you know you're winning majority of this fight and if it goes the right way it should tip in your favor but not necessarily a lucky punch but it's just like okay i got knocked out but if you run that back like do you deserve another chance just because i can see it going either way i have canelo beating amir khan I, I, Every like, time. Regardless. Mm-hmm. I had Javante Davis beating Leah Santa Cruz. Every time. But you come at a ge- different game plan. Who knows how that outcome? We say it all the time. Yep. You make it boring, you can win those fights, and nobody wants to see that. But at the same time, I had Leo Santa Cruz winning that. We had mm-hmm. Amir Khan up in that fight until they got caught. Yeah. They, now, both those two fights, they, they got knocked out at the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. So things could always be different as, as the fight goes on. Yeah. Now, with the chavez Melder taylor one, that's one you don't run back because Chavez loses the fight. Um, uh, yeah. Because there's two seconds left on that fight. He lost, He should have lost that fight. But the ref doesn't watch the clock, so he probably stopped it at the appropriate time when he stopped it with two seconds left on the clock. But You swallow your whistle. Yeah, you... You, you, swallow, you, die, you swallow your whistle. You let that ride out you if it's only a couple seconds. You, you, you don't let a person You don't let a person lose like that, You don't man. let a, that's, you dominate. That's a, that's a fight we're still talking about 40 years exactly. you know, later. Melody Taylor, not in, a, not in a good place. But anyways, uh, Lee Wood is a guy that he had an exciting fight with Mick Conlon. I thought it was fight of the year, and he knocked Mick Conlon out the ring, didn't get the immediate rematch, which they, I thought they should have run it back. But Lee Wood has one of the most exciting fighting styles. You're British, who, who's going to brawl. Josh Warrington, a volume puncher. I think if they were to run that back, Lee Wood wins again. I think he would end up knocking him out. I think he would dominate him. So... It's always going to depend on the, the situation, but there's there's always those moments. Uh, my man, I think it's uh, Julian the Hawk Williams. Uh-huh. Where, where senior, we at with time? Uh, the, his dad. What was it? Oh, okay. Um, I forgot who he was fighting. I can't think of it right now. But um, he was losing the whole fight till the 15th round uh-huh. and knocked the dude out, slept him. Yeah. He slept him. God damn it, this is going to bother me. But this is one of those moments where they didn't run it back, I think. Um, that was one of them. This is back in the day before, obviously, boxing was as big as it is money-wise. So, and it didn't get run back. But that was one of those ones got dominated. And if a guy's got a punch, they never lose it. Up, yeah. and, up until the moment, until you oh, can't yeah. walk, you'll oh, never yeah. lose the punch. When uh-huh. you watch Rocky Lockridge. Oh, we, I was literally just about to, may he rest in peace, man. Yeah. I was just bringing that about. Because, you know, I you know I still uh, I, I service that area still. Mm-hmm. So every time I go by, you know, you know, I, I go over the streets of the East side and I just think about like the great tradition that Tacoma has in boxing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, we lost the old, we lost the OG, but now that's how unforgiving the internet is. Cause now all he's known for is being a meme yeah, and being yeah, a GIF yeah. or a GIF, however his, you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I know his highlight reel should not be a moment when you're retired and people are trying to stop the guy. Like yeah. this is look for any young person out there, anybody out there, when you hear everybody around, the person you're talking smack to calls that person champ. champ. Just don't, walk away. Don't do it, champ. Don't do it. Like, wait, wait, champion of what? Yeah. Wait, it was what, like, yeah. nah, don't, don't ask oh. questions. You don't know. You, it's just there's some phrases you just leave it alone. Because he slept him. He, he slept him. Yeah. He slept him. Look up, you guys. Do your do your homework. Look up Rocky Lockridge. L-O-C-K-R-I-D-G-E. Rocky Lockridge. You can Lockridge. even go on YouTube and put 
old black fighter knocks out young guy. I guarantee yes. it pops up. I guarantee it pops up right away. It, it will be the first one on there. So, but Lee Wood, very exciting. He's one of the few fighters you see lose a t- lose on a TKO, TKO to Mar- Mauricio Laura. Great fighter. Came back, dominated, unanimous decision. So he definitely love learns the, the fighter. I love the sport so much. And that was a very exciting fight. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Lee Wood. Um, they're both matchroom guys, so they might run it back versus Big Conlon wasn't. So we'll see what happens next with this fight. Lee Wood, mm-hmm. shout out to him. Keep up the good work in boxing. I love watching you. You're very entertaining. What you got for us? Next is going to be, I was trying to tell my man Bryce here about this guy, Gilberto Ramirez. Zerto. Have you ever met anybody whose first dream job as a child was to be a cartel hitman? You know what? It just shows the state of the the state of their country. State of their country. I bet you it pays well. I, I bet you it pays great. Benef- <laughs> benefits probably suck. Retirement plan definitely sucks. Um, well, you got to make enough money to retire on. Well, I don't think you really I retire. I think the whole job is the retirement just, plan, yeah. actually, because you never know. Yeah. You never and then, know. Uh, I be- well, the thing is, when you say benefits, I don't know. It's probably... I bet you they don't pay for much when it comes to that, and I'm pretty sure they have all women at their expense. So That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure the benefits, benefits are pretty are good. Benefits probably great, because yeah. what? Drugs-free, women-free. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're already, you're already masked up for COVID. Yeah. Easy. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you're not paying eight cents at the store for bags, obviously. But we all, going against Joe Smith Jr., yeah. um, the average Joe, well-known for his knockout of Bernard, uh, he retired Bernard Hopkins. Yeah. Um, Joe Smith is one of those, like, I think Bernard Hopkins was, well, not think, Bernard Hopkins was at the end of his career. Was. Joe Smith is going to be one of those fighters that he's going to be great, he's going to be entertaining until he meets that next echelon of an upper-tier fighter. Yes, it, it, oh, it, it's, he's, definitely, he's got a simple boxing style with a lot of power, yeah. so all it takes is a very skilled, bo- a skilled boxer yeah. to outbox him easily, uh-huh. and, you, and they'll get the win. But he's definitely that guy that could be losing for 12 rounds and then knock you out. Yeah, he's but got not, that but kind of power. Yeah, but not on Zerto. Not so on it's Zerto. Just like, so it's like, yeah, you, you have all those intangibles, but depending on who you're fighting, if it's somebody like uh, Ramirez, you're not. You're not, you're not, that power is not going to be. Now, Zerto, he froze up against Bivol, or Bivol's that good. I used to say Bivol's Bivol's just that that good. good. Yeah. Because when when you get a volume puncher like Zerto, Mm -hmm. and you go against a highly skilled fighter, you you can't throw punches. Because every time you're thinking about it, he's already tagging you. Yeah. And that's what makes Bivol so good. So for Zerto, at, this is, now this fight was at cruiserweight. So they, they're right there, next, next step is heavyweight. So we'll see what happens next. Cruiserweight is a good division for him where he can clean up because I can't even think of any. I don't even know one champion we'd off the top of my head. We'd have, to, we'd have to bring it up to actually look. We've mentioned a couple people from uh, Cruiserweight. From Cruiserweight. But, but I, off the top of my head, I don't know any. So we'll see what happens next for Zerto. Um, Tyson Fury, Nagano. How do you feel about this? I don't. Well, I feel like Tyson Fury, he's a GOAT. Only active fighter to have two contracts signed Yeah. for two fights. Uh-huh. He already knows he's going to beat Naganu. Yeah. He's, he's ready for Usyk like, already. Why are you doing this, Sid? It's just, like, it's, it's just a stepping stone just to stay busy. Hey. He, can do, he can do what he wants. They could offer me a third of the money and I'll take the fight. Yeah. So I can see why the fight's happening. Uh-huh. Tank versus Tiafima Lopez. This is a if, fight I want to happen. If um, yeah, they're in talks of that, and then it's like I'm very intrigued because Tiafima has the power to keep him at bay, kind of like he did with uh, uh, Lomachenko. Yeah. And whatever to be able to bother him. He he so he worked Josh and, Taylor. And, and, and so 
I'm very intrigued about it. Like we see Tank's boxing IQ get a lot better and he's being a lot patient and he does have that one punch knockout power. Um, but, and then he's going up in weight class. So I would really like to see, that would be very intriguing to watch. Very intriguing to watch. I, I didn't want to talk about it, but actually you brought it up. You got KSI versus Tommy Fury, Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis, same card. The only thing that I cared about, and I really wanted to bring this up, is uh, oh boy, keep going at uh, his girl. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes any of this entertaining. Yeah. I don't care about what they're fighting or when they're yeah. fighting. I don't know when they're, I don't care. But just bringing up his girl's whole past the whole time, that's got to hurt the ego. Because it's, it's, it's just like, no... Like you can love your girl as much as you want, but if man, she was a whore back in the day, man, and it's just like you bring it up as a man, that's that's gotta hurt, it's, man. It's not until your thirties when you're gonna be like, look, I need a girl who had a hoe face. Yeah, I it, deal well, with these. It's facts. oh yeah, you say that on paper, but at the same time, is I, I don't, don't want to see the track workers. Yeah. I don't need. To, I don't yeah. need to see. That's the that's the that's the hard part about the internet. It's just like it's for everybody to see <laughs> all the time. So it's when you talk about keep receipts, and he's just like, hey. Your girl was ran through. Here's one. Your girl Here's two. Show. Here's three. Don't say nothing okay. stupid. Then I'm not going to say anything at all. So, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll yeah, go right back. No, no, you're, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. One on thing that about one. Logan Paul said he wanted to make this fight happen because he knew that this guy would be the biggest troll online. Yeah. Mm, I don't think you will. I don't, I don't know think if you want that. Way down, right? But Stephen A. Smith. I wanted to bring Stephen A. Smith up. Because I'm not a huge fan of him, but... You're not any fan of him. No, no, but... I feel like if I he was, was in a burning building, you would send somebody else in. <laughs> no, nah, I'd go in there and look around. Hippocratic oath. Uh, Hippocratic oath. <laughs> but one of the things... <laughs> we, we're, we, are, we, are both, <laughs> we are both huge Max Kellerman fans. Yes. And then so... In boxing. In boxing. And still, I think... And then um, I really loved Max Kellerman when he was on Sports Nation with... Mm -hmm. Michelle Beadle and with Marcellus Wiley. I thought that was one of the best shows on ESPN yes. besides PTI. Um, Rest in peace. And have you, seen, have you seen what Stephen A. Smith's comments were towards Max Kellerman? Uh, I, 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 I did, but... Where he, he was basically, Stephen A. was, oh, he just, was like, just talk smack. He was just talk smack. He yeah. just basically went on him like he was Kwame Brown. He was like, I carried the show. <laughs> he wasn't good. He was stale. He didn't make good points and all this kind of thing. And then it's been... And I was watching this uh, clip of Marcellus Wiley talking about it, the conversation that he had with Max Kellerman. And he was like, why aren't you shining the way you, I know you do? And he was like, and then I guess it was apparent that Max Kellerman had to stifle himself because he couldn't outshine the star of the show. Mm -hmm. So it's like the Skip Bayless thing. It's just like, hey, you know, Shannon Sharp got, you know, too big. And he was just like, you're not outshining me. So it's just like. Time to go. So it's, it's time to go. One of those things, man. because Shannon Sharp was growing with. With the industry, got yeah. his own podcast, getting popular, and all this and stuff. And so I only wanted to bring that up. I only wanted to bring that up because, like, one, I'm a huge fan. I'm a, I like Max Kellerman. I think he's a smart guy. Yeah. It's just like, and especially when it comes to when we do watch boxing on ESPN or they cover it, it's just like, I don't want Stephen A. Smith talking to me about boxing. And you got rid, you got rid of the only person on here who has any clout and credibility, any credibility in the game. And it was just like this it was very it was very disgusting to yes. watch you just beat somebody. I would understand if he was just like, hey, we just didn't see eye to eye. But I can definitely see like the ego thing that's very apparent. Yes, because you a know ESPN told him that he's not allowed to outshine, and he happened to come on right at the whole BLM thing. Yeah. And now he's the white privilege on the show. Well, even not even the white privilege, though, but you still had T.O. was like, called Stephen A. was like, hey, Max is blacker than you. Ha! 
So, you know, when you have when you have things like that, it's just like, you know, because like, you know, there's there's some people that you see and you're just like, I don't trust you. And it's one of those Stephen A. Smith. And then when I looked at that, Wait, man, Max I just Kelly thought it was rap, like, you know, where's yours at? Hey, dead serious, man. And it's like, oh, man, so and I'm not saying just like he raps with what gives him credibility, but man, I just thought that was. I just thought that was the light that needed to be shined on, man. It was just, I thought point, it was though, very unfair. Stephen A. should have been more professional than that, just as a commentator, and, well, and, and very unfair. Well, he's he's an entertainer. Yeah, That's exactly what they're there to do. He's yeah. there to entertain. And I was like, a lot of the points you do is for clickbait. I'm yeah. like, I don't think there's any relevance that you have. He's just, I it, thought the worst thing that ESPN did was separate him and uh, Skip Bayless because at least if they were on the same show, I could watch other things. But now that they're separated, I think they clog up too much of the airwaves. They and, do. And it was just and like, I have cool, for two hours, yeah. I have nothing for sports I don't want to watch FS1, and I don't want to watch ESPN in the morning because of those. So I watch Get Up instead. Yes, same yeah. here. Same here. And it's and even for me, I, it's just background noise even. Yeah. Because the, the only sports talk show I actually like is the one with my man Acho, the Speak for Yourself. But now that Marcellus Wallace isn't on there, I'm not the biggest fan of it either. Yeah. But... Corporate America ruins everything. What are you going to do? Sure we do does, have one man. fight to talk about this weekend. Tim Tezu versus Brian Mendoza. Do you know who Brian Mendoza is? No. You do. He knocked out the Towering Inferno, Sebastian Fandora. Oh, yeah, yeah. So not known at all until that moment. Knocked him out cold. KTF, it was one of the last times I've seen in recent history where somebody got a full 10 count before the fight was stopped. You don't see that too often. But Brian Mendoza versus... What channel is that on this weekend? Um... I am. I want to say it's ESPN. Either way, we'll find it. We'll definitely find it. It's a fight worth watching. Um, I don't know if I could really pick a winner on this one because Tim Tzu has a lot of hype behind him, and sometimes when you get that against a an unknown fi a fighter known for one fight and knockout uh -huh. like Brian Mendoza, it's almost that he's set up kind of for failure because he's not just battling the judges. Well, he's not just battling Tim Tzu, but him and the judges as well. As yeah. well. Brian Mendoza is tr got two losses with how many wins here? He is 22 wins with two losses, while Tim Tzu is 20 with no losses and 17 KOs. His last KO I saw, he fought a, a uh, my man, the other hammer, can't think of his name right now, that... Oh, he fought Carlos Ocampo. Brian Mendoza is coming off a pretty big fight streak here. He got uh, Carlos Ocampo, Tony mm. Harrison. Oh, that's who he beat. That's who he beat. That's okay, he beat. gotcha. And then he also beat one of the, he beat Takeshi in a way. He beat Terrell Gosha. So he's got a pretty. He's on a fight streak Ooh, here. This might be better than I thought. Yeah, me too. Okay, okay. All right, all right. There we go. This is going to be a good fight. I think very exciting to watch. We'll see what happens next. So, how are we winning again? Everybody's a lion until they face another lion. Such a good quote. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com, square slash square circle 101, or hit us up on Instagram at square circle 101, or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at talking smack 101. I'm out. Yeah.